We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. These words from the Gospel lesson you read was read just a moment ago, where Jesus says this, Be always on the watch. I would like to talk about watching and waiting this morning. We do a fair amount of waiting during an average week, do we not? We wait in traffic. We wait on hold in the telephone. We wait in checkout or lunch lines. We wait for people to respond to our phone messages, to our letters, to our emails. We wait for things to download, to boot up, to print. And what do we do while we wait? The cell phone has made waiting somewhat easier for us. We feel we can at least get something done while we're waiting in traffic. Businesses have even tried to improve our experience of waiting by having music to listen to while we're put on hold, promoting products, offering recorded assurances that our call will be important to them and that the next available agent will be with us shortly. The irony of what with most of what we do while we wait is that it usually has nothing to do with what we're waiting for. I, for example, may make some phone calls while waiting in traffic, but that does not alleviate the traffic. Waiting can also be irritating. Have you ever waited in a grocery line behind people who seem unprepared when it's time for them to check out? They get to the front of the line and they fumble around for their wallets or coupons. They only then begin to fill out the checks that have been mostly completed, should have been completed while they were waiting. That happened to me yesterday in a classic way at Sam's. I have never seen a grocery cart so full of groceries. And this man was running back and forth to find somebody to approve his purchase because the total, believe it or not, was $761. I've never spent anywhere close to that at one time on groceries. And then what does he do? When it's all said and done, he begins writing out his check. Are you a patient person at times like that? Waiting can cause a great deal of stress. I, in fact, cannot think of a time I've been more stressed out than I was during the power outage from the recent ice storm when my wife and I waited for six days for the power to come back on. You would not want me to verbalize some of my thoughts. Now, I know that not many other thoughts, though, were on my mind than the question, when is the power going to come back on? To pacify myself, I started playing games such as trying to guess the exact moment that this would happen. However, once the appointed time had passed, I caught myself saying, the power will come on any minute now. And after the fifth day had passed, I began to think, if not say, I wonder if this is ever going to happen. Now, the first century Christians felt that way about Jesus' promise to come again. They had an appointment with Jesus that they felt he had not kept. After all, all the major events in Christ's life, his birth, his death, his resurrection, his ascension into heaven, and then the coming of the Holy Spirit had all happened in such a short time. So when Jesus told them to always be on watch for his coming again, they thought that Jesus' return would happen very shortly, obviously in their lifetime. 
And when that did not happen, they wondered if he was coming at all. Maybe that's where you and I are, too. And yet I don't know of many believers today who are looking at their watches or the passing calendar years wondering why Jesus is not here yet. Again, what about you and me? Are we standing, lifting up our heads to see our redemption drawing near? Do we see all the blessings that Christ gives us now? Yes, now through his death and resurrection, forgiveness, eternal life, peace, hope, joy. Our Lord knows how we have to daily fight all that distracts us from true waiting and watching. That's why in today's gospel reading he says, Be careful that your hearts are not weighed down with the anxieties of life. Yes, stop worrying about the wrong things, he is saying. But that's not easy in our stressful times. In fact, the cover article of the December 4th issue of Time says it this way, and I quote, We live in a dangerous world, but seem to fear the wrong things. Planes instead of cars mad cow instead of cholesterol. Why are our brains so miswired? Time then asks, can we set our brains right? But that also must be asked of us here this morning. Yes, those of us who are in the business of theological education, as students, as professors, or other staff positions, we live in a dangerous world, but seem to fear the wrong things failure in classes instead of low spirituality, financial pressures instead of the wiles of the devil, and your list could go on and on. Why are our brains so miswired? Why do we allow the anxieties of this life, many of them caused by what we're doing right here, to blind and dull us to the daily action of God in us? Is our problem that all the while that we think we're waiting for Christ to come again, we forget in the reality that he is the one waiting for us? Yes. Is our problem that all the while we think we're waiting for Christ to come again, we are forgetting that in reality he is waiting for us? I submit that Jesus' whole point here when he calls us to always be on the watch is to help us see the contrast of living with hope to living without hope. So how's your watching and waiting? Does the thought of Christ's love alive in you now, does the hope of eternity take the stress out of your living in these stressful times? Does knowing that Christ never fails to show up in our times of need, that he daily offers us forgiveness and his grace the grace won for us by his death and resurrection? Does knowing this help you live standing on your feet in joy and expectation? He, after all, is in charge of our lives, this seminary, the whole Christian church. And he never disappoints us by not showing up when we need the strength and the power of his love. And he's not just waiting around the corner to come and help us either. No, he's right now, at this moment, working his miracle of love in us. So really, there's no waiting time for Christ, is there? So what does he want us to do when he commands, be always on the watch? Does he want us to take spiritual time management classes? 
Is he asking us to clock the time that we set aside each week for studies, for prayer, for worship? Is he asking us to synchronize our watches so that we do everything at the same time? No, when he says, be always on the watch or stand up and lift up your heads as you wait for his coming, he's calling us to active, not passive waiting. He's calling us to stand up for and help those in all kinds of needs, spiritually and physically, to visit the sick and those in prison, to feed the hungry, to provide homes for those who have no homes, and on and on as the needs confront us. Today we thank God, especially for those servants of his here at Concordia Seminary who truly understand this. Yes, those servants of his whose anniversaries we are celebrating today, Richard Mars, Kent Burrison, Joel Okamoto, Paul Robinson, Reed Lessing, Robert Rosine, Andrew Bartelt, David Wollenberg, Douglas Grohl, and Richard Warnick. We honor them today for their active waiting and watching. We honor them for the marvelous work that God has made happen through them. And yet the waiting still goes on for them as it does for us. Waiting is the law of life. We wait for life to reveal its meaning year by year, experience by experience. Projects may be rushed, Schedules may be moved up and changed, but life will not be hurried. And yet as we wait for our Lord's coming at the end and into our lives today, he wants us to have a let's-hurry-this-up-Lord kind of spirit. He wants us to be like children on a trip with their parents, children who keep asking, are we there yet? How much longer before we get there? Yes, our Lord wants us to be spiritually on the edge of our seats, always asking, God, how much longer until you come again? He wants us to keep asking him to come into our lives today. So watch and wait for the day of Christ by making today, tomorrow, and every day of your life a Christ day, his day. For blessed are those who wait for him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.